0: Everybody got their own thing, coming to through the hard faces. we Who was a friend
1: that the And we're back. This is Dump on the Ump, Season 4, Episode 37. Today is Monday. October 22nd, thank you very much for tuning in, my name is Joel, I'm broadcasting in from Champaign, Illinois, with me this afternoon, as per usual, are Sam and Eli, fellas, how's it going?
2: Hey Joel, Uh, it's going well, this is Sam, I'm, as per usual, podcasting in from Brooklyn, New York, Um, my hot take of the week has to do with the London NFL expansion games, which are fucking horseshit. <laughs> because when I went this week to set my fantasy football lineup at, like, noon on Sunday, it turns out that one of my players was a late scratch, and his game started at, like, 6 in the fucking morning or something.
0: <laughs> <laughs> so, fuck London, and fuck...
3: London NFL. So that's my hot take. Agreed. Yeah, that's some bullshit. I also got screwed by the same <laughs> player in another league. Um, so, uh, this. hey everyone, this is
0: UI coming at you from Boston. Um, just my hot take this week um,
3: is based on a influx of listeners. I, I, I understand that we've had from Bozeman, Montana, uh, I've been reaching out to some folks over there to see what the deal is. And um, while I don't know the exact stories of all those <laughs> listeners, I did learn some
1: interesting things about sports in Bozeman. Yeah,
0: One of them being that they don't
3: have high school baseball because the winters extend too long into the spring. Oh. So, yeah, which is some
0: bullshit.
1: Well, we talked about that a couple of weeks ago. I was trying to figure out why there was... A league for high school students, but it wasn't high school baseball.
3: Yeah, apparently it's Legion, and it's a summer league that extends beyond the school year because
0: during the school year, there's too much of a threat of snow. Yeah. Um, so, we,
3: they basically have an entire public system, school system, out in Bozeman that doesn't support high
1: school baseball, which is bullshit. Well, that's why they have the Bozeman Bucks. We gave a shout out to the Bozeman Bucks a couple of weeks ago. Nice. Yeah. Also,
3: uh, my buddy's men's league hockey team is the Stingers, so shout out to them. They beat MSU club team the
1: other day. Yes. Excellent. Go Stingers. Have them send us some swag.
2: Yeah. For sure. MSU club team. That's all I have to say. Yeah. Go to hell, MSU club team. (laughs)
1: Losing
2: to a men's league.
1: (laughs) Um, I've got a football, NFL football-related hot take also. On Sunday, the Baltimore Ravens were driving on the New Orleans Saints. They were down 24-17, scored a touchdown with less than 20 seconds remaining, and their kicker, Justin Tucker, came out to try the extra point. He had been perfect in his career. Um, on extra points, he had hit 221 consecutive extra points But, you know, every streak's gotta end sometime Dude biffed it, missed his 222nd extra kick The Baltimore Ravens ended up losing to the Saints 24-23 The best part about that is, uh, I didn't realize till later That Justin Tucker was on my fantasy team
2: do <laughs> you think his teammates call him the Tuck?
1: I hope so. It's really, Tuck is such an unfortunate surname for NFL football players. Right. Um. Anyway, everybody misses sometime. The good news was... How bad do you think
2: he feels about that?
1: Really bad. I was reading yeah. about it.
3: The uh, the look on his face after he missed is priceless. Yeah. I mean, people should go and check it out if you haven't seen it because it looks like, you know, a cartoon of uh, someone stealing something from someone else <laughs> and them being bewildered. His eyes how, get all big. Where it went. Yeah, his eyes get all big and he's like
1: shaking their head. Well, if you actually watch that kick, I don't really blame him. It's crazy. The kick looks good. And then clearly there's a gust of wind because the ball magically flies to the right about 40 feet instantaneously. I don't know anyone who could have made that kick.
2: Andrew's in the football field. Yeah. I think he would be ashamed and probably retire.
1: Well, that's the life of the kicker, though, right? You really have the easiest job of anyone on the football team except for that one moment when it's all on you.
2: I think the punter has the easiest job. Probably. Yeah, no one gets mad at the punter
3: when they don't do their job well. They're just like, oh, there's a missed punt, and then they move on. Right. Tuckers. Tuckers. (laughs) Kickers (laughs) live and die based on their most recent kick.
1: Yeah. Conversely... I really enjoy watching football games where the commentators start talking about how good the punter is doing because then you know you're watching a bad football game. Yeah. Like, you never want your punter to be the most valuable player on your team. To, like,
2: steal the show.
1: Yeah, with his 60-yard punch.
2: You don't want your punter to play at all.
1: Yeah, exactly.
2: Like, ideally, your punter does not play.
1: Because you score on every drive,
2: right? Exactly, because you never punt.
1: Like the Super Bowl last year, right? Where there was one combined punt the entire time, I believe. Something like that. Yeah. Crazy. Well, we'll talk more about football maybe a little later. But this is ostensibly a baseball podcast, and we have a lot of baseball to talk about. What happened? <laughs> Stuff. I want to give a shout-out to people who listened last week on uh, last week's podcast when we talked about the League Championship Series. Uh, That was our emergency podcast with uh, Eli having to hurry home from Home Depot and Sam coming in from work. Sam, you still got a job, right?
2: Yeah, still have a job. Nice. I don't know why.
1: (laughs) Check us out on that episode I want to give a shout-out to a couple of towns who've been listening to us recently. The first one... I'm actually going to do this town first. The town of Marshfield, Massachusetts. Oh, cool. We got listeners from Marshfield, Massachusetts, population about 20,000 near Cape Cod. What I found out during research was that Marshfield was a... Hotbed of Loyalist activity during the American Revolution. Ugh. (laughs) Yeah. In December 1774, Marshfield formed a Loyalist Militia named the Associated Loyalists of Marshfield.
2: That's not even a good name. Right.
1: (laughs) Uh, I just wonder about... Yeah, here you go. Marshfield became one of the few Massachusetts towns to take formal action at its town meeting to oppose the Patriots' formation of the Provincial Congress. So I just wonder, are you allowed to live in Marshfield, Massachusetts, and be a Patriots fan? No, I think you
2: have to be a Jets fan.
1: (laughs) Exactly. And it's a sad history that they have. The other shout-out I wanted to give was to Morrisville, Pennsylvania, suburb of Philadelphia on the Delaware River. We got listeners from Morrisville. And shout-out to Morrisville, the champions of the 1955 Little League World Series. Nice. Defeating Merchantville, New Jersey. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, And a player who played on the Merchantville team was Billy Hunter, who would go on to play football for the Washington Redskins and the Miami Dolphins. Wasn't he
2: also a chess champion?
1: No, that's Bobby Fischer.
2: Bobby Fischer.
1: They're different. No relation. No relation. But Billy Hunter is also a lawyer who... uh, was the head of the National Basketball Players Association for a long time. He's a really interesting guy. Wait, anyway. he played
2: football and then was the head yeah. of the yeah. NBA? Yeah, exactly. And- he played Little
1: League Baseball and went to the Little League World Series. Then he played football, college in Syracuse, and then pro in D.C. and Miami. Then he retired from football, went to the UC Berkeley School of Law, and became an attorney. He prosecuted high-profile federal defendants, including members of the Hells Angels and the Black Panther Party. Huh. Yeah. This guy is really interesting.
3: Do you think it's him that's listening?
1: From, I hope so. I hope so. Billy Hunter, if you listen to our podcast.
2: What's up? What's up? Yeah.
1: Well, Before
2: long, we are going to need legal representation, so... <laughs> yes. <laughs> Retainer! <laughs> <laughs>
1: What was the most difficult opponent you ever faced? Was it was it the the Dallas Cowboys in the nineteen sixties? Was it prosecuting the Hells Angels? Or was it playing against uh Morrisville, Pennsylvania in the nineteen fifty five Little League World Series?
2: What well, is that a real question asked to him? Yeah asking me
1: I would I'm asking him you could answer on his behalf
2: I also
3: want to know what Sam has to say <laughs> oh I think
2: C
1: yeah none of them none of them <laughs> right yeah <laughs> <laughs> well let's write a letter to Billy Hunter
2: yeah I think it's kicking heroin it's probably
1: yeah name, so. did he oh did he have a heroin addiction he might have you heard it here, here first. Bro.
2: Yeah, breaking news. Yeah. The yeah. that hero, Bobby Fisher is a heroin addict. <laughs>
1: <laughs> That's all we got out of that segment. Anyway, thanks for listening. Well, he,
3: he did everything else so that
1: you know, yeah. chances
3: are high he
2: also got addicted to heroin. Yeah. Well, Searching for bigger and bigger thrills,
1: right? Right. And playing NFL football in the 1960s, I feel like some kind of opiates had to be involved. That's true. Mixed with cocaine and. Yeah, probably man, morphine. Mad Dog 2020. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, the World Series starts tomorrow. Tomorrow. Go yeah. Red Sox. Go Red Sox. Um. I had a lot of thoughts. You guys go first, though, because we can talk about this for a long time, as we should.
2: Um, yeah, go ahead, Eli. Oh, well, I you know,
3: I think that Game 1 is has the potential to be just uh, your old-fashioned, um, you know, stud pitcher-versus-pitcher one to two baseball game all the way throughout uh with kershaw and sale matching up i I do wonder uh and i'm curious to know your thoughts on this guys how much
0: of sales physical ailments you think might play into his performance
3: even if he's all better you know he's been hospitalized as recently as about a week ago so um I think that's probably what I'm looking for the closest in this uh, Game 1 matchup.
1: I just want to know how gnarly that belly button ring infection had to get. That must have gotten gross.
3: (laughs) That's right. He said it was due to a belly button infection. Is
1: that what it was? (laughs) That's what he said.
2: From a belly button ring.
1: Yeah. Right. I'm just imagining it overflowing with red you know, puss, and like Really pussy, Nasty, yeah. yeah. He,
3: he was like, this Houston series is going super well. Let's celebrate by getting belly right.
1: Yeah. He must be a weird guy. I bet Chris Sale is a very strange guy. The kind of guy when he gets upset at the alternate jerseys your team wears, he takes a knife and starts slashing them up so nobody can wear them. Yeah. But other than that, really doesn't show a lot of emotions. Right, he's very deadpan, I think. And he also has, like, a long history of lying to the media oh, about yeah. things. Like belly button rings?
2: What's, what's that? Like, like possibly,
1: about, belly button rings?
2: Well, injuries specifically, I think he broke his foot one off-season and said that he had, like, kicked a home intruder in the head or something and broke his foot doing that. So... I don't know if he has a belly button ring. Maybe. I mean, it'd be awesome if he did. Because he's so fucking weird already.
1: Yeah, he's a weird guy. Slender yeah. Man. Chris um, Slender Man sale.
2: But I don't think... I don't know. I feel like... I'm not sure... I'm not sure how this series we're gonna is going to go. But I feel like... The Red Sox are going to sweep the Dodgers...
1: Wow. That's a bold call.
2: Bold call, yeah. Hot take from New York. I like it. (laughs)
1: Yeah.
2: Uh, I feel like the Dodgers are trash and the Red Sox are good. And so I don't really see... I don't really see the Dodgers kind of... I mean, you know, the Red Sox, I think, are probably a hundred times better than the Brewers who took... L.A. to seven games, you know. Yeah, right. Yeah, this is
0: it's true. This year, this is the back-to-back years uh, that the Dodgers are making
3: it to the World Series. But you know, last year that I think they won like 104 games and were pretty dominant all the way through, right. and sort of sh- were a shoe in to make it to the World Series and lost. And this year, it's been like every single. Uh, you know possibility of them not going forward not advancing to the next level uh, has been challenged all the way to the end including as Sam
2: points out in Milwaukee.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: I also think that LA is not as good as they were last year and the Houston Astros who they put they lost to in the World Series last year are better than they were last year and the Red Sox just took them in five games Yes yeah. <laughs> right. And the Houston Astros had, uh, like, hands down, by far, the best pitching in the major leagues this year. And the Red Sox just scored, I think they were averaging five and a half runs a game throughout that five-game series, something like that.
1: Yeah. If, If Boston was able to do that against Houston's pitchers, they are not going to be intimidated at all by the L.A. Dodgers lineup. Right. Uh, And we
2: talked about this in the podcast before, but it was a lot of production coming from not Boston's big guys in general. Mm -hmm. Like Jackie Bradley Jr. had nine RBIs in the ALCS. And, you know, he's a good player, but he's not Boston's big RBI guy generally.
1: Yeah. My hot take was going to be that I think Kershaw is going to get rocked by the Red Sox because he's not good in the playoffs. But I'm looking at his stats this season. He only had the one shaky start against Milwaukee. He gave up five runs, four of them earned in three innings in a game one loss. Was that game one? I think that was game one Uh, at Milwaukee. It was game one or game two? It was game one. Okay. And then he won his other start against the Brewers, seven innings pitched, three hits, one run, and then he pitched one inning of perfect baseball uh, in Game 7. Right. So so I guess i bring it up to say that he hasn't been absolute trash in this postseason, even though I feel like he kind of has a reputation for it.
3: Right. Yeah, but there's no... There are no hitting lineups in the National League like there are in the American League. I mean, you know, the, the, that's the real big difference about the teams that have been in the playoffs in the different leagues is that, I don't know, you could look at the run differential, Joel, but uh-huh. uh, I bet I bet you that, you know, every team that the Dodgers face did not have the runs produced by either oh, yeah. the Red Sox-Astros Or Yankees.
1: Yankees. Yep. I'm highly. Well, and this is something we've talked about a lot this uh, year has been all the elite, elite teams are in the AL. The NL has some very good teams, but then also a lot of middling to average teams. But you also have the trash teams in the AL the White Sox, the Royals, the Baltimore Orioles. Right, your your distribution is completely different in the two leagues, which wow, I think is you're getting,
3: just trashing your home team. They're just all sly, like nothing. <laughs> we've
1: talked a lot about that this year. Eli. <laughs> exactly, <laughs> exactly, uh, exactly right one hundred losses. Exactly one hundred losses. <laughs> <laughs> um, and I think that that's going to come out in the postseason where. Yeah, the, the ALCS was probably the number one versus the number two team in the in Major League Baseball.
3: Yeah. No, I think that Houston was better than.
1: That um, That was my point. What did I say? My point was. You
3: said that the American League East was number one against. Number oh, no. Two.
1: Yeah, no. ALCS. You Red, mean the
3: ALCS. Yeah, yeah
1: Red okay. Sox Houston. Yes. Yeah, because yeah,
3: fuck the Yankees. Because
1: fuck the Yankees. Um run scored for the regular season. Boston led the majors and run scored with eight hundred and seventy-six. And the Yankees were second with eight hundred and fifty-one. In the National League, I this surprises me. The LA Dodgers Scored the most runs in the National League with 804. Which would have been... 5th in the AL. Behind Boston, Yankees, Cleveland, and the Oakland Athletics.
2: Well, it makes sense, though, right? Because of the DH? Yeah, the pitcher bats. Yes. But even so, I bet you
3: wouldn't be too much different. Just because there's so many bats in the
0: American League.
1: Yep. The Dodgers- would, One thing I'll tell you, though, I do
0: like is seeing Dave Roberts as the manager.
1: Yeah, you liking that? You talked about that a little bit last time. Yeah,
3: well, throwback action to 2004 Red Sox. Respect.
1: That's cool. Um... Okay, so let's talk a little bit about that ALCS. Because, Eli, you called it. You said this this series is not going back to Boston, and it didn't. Red Sox swept three games in Houston. which They're
2: undefeated on the road this postseason.
1: Yeah, that's amazing. Damn! Um, and one guy I want to give a shout-out to, I guess, because he better fucking listen to this podcast, is David Price uh so, oh yeah you know throwing him he's out there up.
2: he's he has just always had the reputation of not stepping up in the biggest moments and then in like probably the biggest moment of his career really stepped up
1: yes here's my theory right. about it against
2: him. the best postseason pitcher
1: exactly
3: like, arguably you know of, it, all, time. of all time yeah
1: Well, and we had been ragging on David Price calling him Garbage Time because he only performed in Garbage Time. Yeah. I think Alex Cora actually listens to our podcast. And he went up to David Price and said, Hey, look, man, don't worry about it. We're up three games to one. We're in Houston. Verlander's pitching the other, pitching against you. You're going to lose. Right, so those, this is garbage time. This is garbage time, exactly. We
2: just need you to get through five or six innings because to rest the bullpen for when we go back home.
1: Right, and we'll just win it at home, so there's no pressure on you. Just go out there and get us some innings. And David Price was okay, and he pitched an amazing game. <laughs> yeah. It was that or
3: or Alex Fuhrer was like, hey, David, I hear the Dump on the Up guys are going to change their name to Dump on David Price. <laughs> and he got
2: real nervous. Yeah, He's like, they're calling you garbage time, bro. <laughs> yeah, what are you going to do about it? <laughs> <laughs> I, uh, I also was on Twitter the other day, and I read this really funny tweet, but I think that it applies both to David Price, but it was about Craig Campbell, and the tweet read... I wish I believed in anything as much as Alex Cora believes in Craig Kimbrell.
0: Right, yes.
2: (laughs) Oh, man, I'm right there with that sentiment. Oh, no. Because he just, like, kept bringing him back. Oh, my God. Just nerve-wracking inning after nerve-wracking inning, bringing (laughs) Craig Kimbrell out of the bullpen.
0: (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) No, he
2: keeps going back to him, like,
3: uh, like, you know he hasn't been pitching like he's been pitching, which is
2: crazy because we're all watching the same fucking games. Right. In his defense, he has not blown a save.
1: Yeah, exactly. He's given up a lot of runs, given up a lot of hits, a lot right. of base runners.
2: It's the old uh, Patriots defense
1: uh, <laughs> sentiment of bend, don't break, right? Yeah.
0: But fuck, it doesn't feel very good in yeah. baseball. Right. He's bending hard.
1: Yeah. <laughs> yeah, he's ball. <pliable. laughs> Have you guys ever explained his weird crouch? Uh, it's know? like
2: the uh, come on! <laughs> yeah. <exactly. laughs> I I just think that it's like a fighting you know fighting rooster. It's like a gamecock uh-huh. sort of pose. You know what I mean?
1: Because he pitches normally, it doesn't affect right. his actual pitch. He just yeah. does that. And he, is he getting the signal when he does that?
2: Yeah. That's uh-huh. like a stare down.
3: Uh-huh. <laughs> it's really
2: uh weird. I
0: don't know if you guys noticed, but in game four they were really, really trolling him about it behind home plate. Yeah, I saw that. Yeah. No, and well. I I well. Eli. I think
2: we lost Eli.
1: What were the fans doing? I don't remember that.
2: They were just doing that same pose right behind home plate, <laughs> right back at him.
1: That's pretty classic.
2: But he's been pretty wild. Like, for a yeah. month, I was reading a thing about him. His ERA in the month of September was like 5, and he's only throwing like 59% of his pitches for strikes. Yeah, that's
1: that's dangerous. You don't want to be right. doing that. Which
2: is terrifying, really.
1: yeah. Now, uh, his, his nickname is Kraken, isn't it? Crackhead, <laughs> <laughs> crack, kraken, like release the kraken. Oh, is it? I thought so. Did I just make that up?
3: I've never, I've never heard that. Okay,
1: his new nickname is the kraken.
2: I think that might be <laughs> different persons.
1: Oh, okay. Look that up because I'm that's what, right now. That's what I thought. I thought he did the crouch because he's like a squid monster, Cthulhu esque. Oh, he is now. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> Gotta name all of the Red Sox pitchers.
2: No, oh, no, Gary Sanchez is the Kraken.
1: What? Gary Sanchez?
2: Yeah.
1: Oh, that's disappointing.
2: Are you, are you sure he's not the dope?
1: No, he's Lumpy. Oh, Lumpy? <laughs> lumpy.
2: <laughs> he's the live-action garbage pail kid. Yeah. Yeah.
1: <laughs> Oh, that's really disappointing, because that's a cool nickname, and they gave it to one of my least favorite players in baseball, Lane. Sam,
3: can can we talk about uh, Manny Machado real quick? Did you get any response to
2: your...
1: uh, Yeah, Sam. No
2: no, no one took the bait.
1: Lots of people are hating on Machado right now, in my opinion, with good reason. Yeah, good reason. Was that game six where he stomped on that guy's foot, or game time, five? It? Yeah, um, if you want, uh, Machado in game five against the Milwaukee Brewers was trying to run out a grounder to first, and as he came into first base, he completely stomped on Jesus Aguilar, Aguilar's ankle. Essentially, one of the dirtiest plays I've seen in a long time. On purpose, nonetheless. Very much on purpose. Clearly on purpose.
2: Clearly on purpose.
1: So, Machado. I would
2: like David Price to hit him in the head with like a 100 mile an hour fastball, first at bat of the World Series. That would be awesome. That's a
1: possibility. David
2: Price, I'm sorry, not David Price, Chris Sale.
1: Chris Sale would do that. Yeah.
2: Something like that. Yeah. Just be like, you're a Bush League, bro. This is happening. Right. It's like, oh, World Series, getting kicked out of the game, don't care. Passport right in the face. Or Joe Kelly. Yeah, Joe Joe. Kelly. (laughs) Yeah.
1: My impression (laughs) of Chris Sale is that he is the quiet kid who doesn't say anything and doesn't react, but then will totally snap sometimes and go off on the guy. Right.
3: Yeah. Well, I don't know if we've talked about this on the podcast, but, you know, he's like one of those players that's really outspoken against
1: PEDs. Oh, interesting.
3: Yeah. Like, he, he like, often complains about the fact that, you know, he's like, I'm not cheating. Why should anyone else get to cheat? Uh-huh. And then, like, will wear really passive-aggressive T-shirts during warm-ups that say, no PEDs and stuff like that. So, I think you're right. Yeah. Like, just has a quiet storm brewing underneath Exactly. His epidermis.
1: Yeah. That's why he's got that infection coming out of his belly button. <laughs> <laughs> just, just gross thinking about it. But another thing I read of a hard time with that show. Another thing I read about though I mean fuck Manny Machado, but right. he makes for good television. That is a right. good narrative to have, basically a a, WWE, a, villain. a villain, yeah, in the yeah. a WWE villain that we everybody can root against, and he loves it. I mean, did you see him in yeah. Milwaukee? You know, they Eggie-ing were booing him, egging on the crowd, "Give yeah. me more, give me more." Like he he's an asshole, and I'm not saying he's not an asshole, and I will be rooting against him, but I love that shit. You, you want those those kind of characters right well, well the thing about him though is, is like
3: it's one thing to be an asshole and then it's another thing to be dirty yeah you know like yeah you can like get into it with the crowd but when you're purposefully trying to like
2: disable someone on the other team uh, that goes beyond being an asshole you know it's agreed like, right so like like a subtly level you know what I mean
1: Um,
3: just spikes to the sky yeah and and the other thing is is that when i was watching uh, i guess it must have been game six yeah this is the game afterwards I i was watching with someone who doesn't watch a lot of baseball and i was describing what manny machado had done and the implications of his entire career saying You know, back in 2014, I don't know if you guys remember this, but he was in a bit of a slump towards the end of the year, and he started just swinging and hitting catchers on his backswing on purpose. Yeah, and was fined for it. And I told that story, and immediately after I finished telling it, he hit the catcher in his backswing while the crowd was booing him. And, like, you know, come on, that was not by mistake. It's just him continuing this fucking... Asshole persona that
1: he's got. So, I've got a question about that. As a Chicago White Sox fan, a whole bunch of White Sox fans on the internet are still clamoring, thinking that we're going to be able to sign either Machado or Bryce Harper over the offseason. And I am conflicted about that, because even if we could... That would undoubtedly be a good baseball move. But I don't want Manny Machado on my team. That guy's an asshole. Right. I don't I know. maybe a PED suspension waiting to happen, you know what I mean? Sure. That actually doesn't bother me as much. I'm very agnostic on PED use.
2: Right, but it's like not good for your team.
1: Exactly. Like
2: if you miss half a season...
1: Exactly. Yeah, that, that's, that's a good liability. point yeah.
2: beyond the moral question it's yeah. not a moral question it's a liability issue that's, yes. that was what I was bringing
1: up yeah that's a good point but he's good he's good at his job and that's a hard thing for me to grasp I actually don't think the White Sox have a snowball's <laughs> chance in hell
2: but it's a hard thing for you to grasp somebody being good at their job <laughs> and wanting to come to the White Sox
1: <laughs> no it's a hard thing for me to grasp to excuse someone's bullish behavior because he can consistently hit thirty-five home runs a season and would make my team better at baseball.
2: I think that a good example of this, like villain versus like liability slash dirty player, is like the Dodgers with Manny Machado and Yasiel Puig. Because, like, Puig is also very much disliked in the league, like, among the fan base of the league. Do you know what I mean?
1: I I love Puig.
2: No, so do I. But he's got, he's that same sort of, like, he's really, he's a villain. He's, like, Um, talks a lot of shit, you know what I mean? um, He, like, dances around the bases. He does, like, a crazy kick and dance when he hits a home run, you know what I mean? He's, like, super loud and flamboyant and, like, easy to dislike. Yeah. You're not into that, you right. know. Right. But Puig, Puig is a perfect example of how an asshole and a dirty player are different. There you Puig, go. That's, what I, that's
0: what I'm right. saying. Right. Yeah, because right. Puig is an asshole. <laughs> like,
3: <laughs> like him or hate him, he's an asshole. And I think he's just insane. Actually, that's that's, that's yeah, my right. I can play into it; it comes off as an asshole.
1: Cactus right. Man, Yasiel. The Cactus Man, Puig.
2: Yeah, Yasiel, the Cactus Fucker, Puig. <laughs> <laughs> uh,
1: that's But a, unless,
2: unless, I'm mistaken, I've never seen him be dirty, which. Right. Exactly. I don't,
1: but, but. Okay. That,
2: that's so, the point. Like that's the difference between him and Machado. It's like you can hate Puig for being what he is, which is very unapologetically himself, and that yeah. fits more into the like. Uh, the villain of the, like, the WWF villain right. than what Machado is, which is, like, just kind of a dangerous person to have on the field on the other side of the field in a sport that it's not supposed to be like that. Yeah. You know what I mean?
1: But then you can take it the opposite direction with someone like Roberto Suna, who is a criminal and right. a domestic abuser.
2: Paul Rodius Chapman.
1: Right. Yeah. Um, and then you get into the awkward thing of I'm rooting against this guy because he's a criminal, but then am I actually trivializing his crime by using it as a justification for my sports rooting interest? Like, that shouldn't even be... the, The game that we are playing for fun should not even factor into the very serious crime that these men should go to jail for. Right. And that's even an awkward, you know, and yet here they are, pitching for the Houston Astros. Right. Yeah, and then these franchises that kind of pick these guys up for pennies on the dollar after they do that, and their teams that currently hold their contracts do the right thing and get rid of them. But that's a good business decision. If you can pick up a quality closing for pennies on the dollar. I guess. It didn't help. I just
2: feel like, I mean, I don't know. I feel like you owe your fan base a certain amount by yeah. not, you know, to
1: not yeah. do that. Yeah. In a perfect world, I think that would be the case. In a perfect world, that guy wouldn't be allowed to play baseball anymore. Right. Yeah. Huh. Well, uh, that
3: guy is not, not playing. And he's not so playing baseball.
1: As of right side. now, he's not. Right. <laughs> Which is hard also, because... Stephen Burton lots...
2: for the Red Sox is still playing baseball. I was really happy that they kept him out of the first two series. Stephen
1: Steven Wright? He also yeah.
2: served suspension yeah. for domestic altercations. He's a relief pitcher for the Red Sox, and knuckleballer.
1: Do you know, is he on the World Series roster? I don't know.
2: Yeah. I don't think he is. That's good. He was on the bubble.
1: Yeah. That's good. Yeah.
2: That... I think that, like, his, his role was kind of long relief, which is kind of...
1: You don't use that in the postseason. Bringing, like, <laughs> when you're willing to bring in your Game 4 starter
2: in, you know, Game 1 kind of the long relief guy is not super yeah yeah I don't think the decision to keep him out has anything to do with his personal life either (laughs) definitely not but I'm just saying like for me I'm happy that they kept him out because then I don't have a conflict
1: yeah yeah that's a good point um oh and if you google Steven Wright it comes up with the American stand-up comedian wearing a Boston Red Sox hat that's weird
2: Interesting. Maybe they're
1: one in the same. I hope not. I really like Stephen Wright, the comedian, the deadpan guy. He's hilarious. You know what I'm talking about? Oh
2: yeah. I thought yeah. his name. His name's not Stephen
1: Wright, though, is it? Yeah, his name's Stephen Wright. Uh, he's huh. in uh, Reservoir Dogs and uh, Half Baked. Yeah. That movie, Half Baked. I want to watch that movie again. That may be a classic of American comedy. Definitely. Yeah.
2: That was like the only thing that Jim Brewer ever did outside of uh, Saturday Night Live.
1: <laughs> right. And he's on the cover. And who else is in right. that movie? Uh, Dave Chappelle. Dave Chappelle. Stephen Wright. Jon Stewart. Janine Garofalo.
2: Dave Chappelle's on the cover too, though.
1: Yeah, he's the main guy. He, he wrote w- the movie. He went right. on to do bigger and bolder things, unlike Jim Blue. Right. Yeah. That that's my point. Yeah, I should watch that movie again. <laughs> <laughs> Note
2: to self: Joe watch Half Baked again. <laughs> i say that
1: movie. Do you know? Here's something that I was surprised. This is the first time the Dodgers and the Red Sox have ever played each other in the World Series. No, that's not true. I believe it is.
2: It's like the first time since 1914 or something.
1: I, I don't it's think that's true. I was it's been like...
2: more than 100 years.
1: When did they play?
2: Uh, 1914. 1914. <laughs> yeah, it was a long time ago. I don't know that. 1916. Dodgers and Red Sox are two-story franchises, and they have several ties as they meet in the fall classic for the first time since 1916. I got on the word on my phone the other day. Oh, when I
1: looked up, that said the Red Sox defeated the Brooklyn Robins. I didn't know that the Brooklyn Robins were the same team. Oh, yeah.
2: Brooklyn Dodgers.
1: Oh. Because they same. started off as the Grays, and then they became the... The Robins, and then the Dodgers?
2: Uh, I guess so.
1: With a loss to Babe Ruth and the Boston Red Sox. In five games. And they were owned by Charles Ebbets. Huh. Of Ebbets Field? Yeah. Okay, so I take that back. So they did play each other. That's really interesting. Um, this is also the furthest distance between two stadiums in the World Series ever. From, really, from Boston what to Boston to LA. Huh.
2: So. I guess Seattle
1: has never... Seattle made never made it to the World Series. Before so like
2: Seattle to anywhere would be the furthest yeah, away.
1: Yeah, yeah. I think this is breaking New York to San Francisco, I want to say, was the previous furthest distance. Huh. Yeah, very interesting.
3: <laughs> well, I wonder if that will play into... Uh, <coughs> Well, you know, actually, oh, so they're playing Tuesday, Wednesday, and then Friday, so they're not giving them any extra time on travel compared to the earlier series. I was wondering if maybe, you know, time zone, travel time might might play into the um, energy level of the players. I... Yeah, I feel like one of the things I really like about the baseball playoffs is that they don't
2: do any extra time off between games. Like, if this was the NBA playoffs, they'd be playing one game every three days. Yeah. And, like, if it was a travel day, there'd be, like, two weeks in between games.
1: Yep. Game game one would be in April, and game five would be in June.
2: Right, exactly. Uh But they are taking a day to travel, so... Right, but that, I mean, that's that makes sense. Like, that would be... If the Red Sox were traveling from Boston to L.A. during the regular season, they would probably take a day off, have, like, a travel day, you know? But not Boston to New York, which they did do during the division season. Oh, right.
0: Yeah, I still think that that's... I still think that that's fine. It's way better than
3: basketball. Yeah. <laughs> or any other <laughs> playoffs. Yeah, I still
0: feel like they're... Not taking more than two days off a week. You know what I mean? Yeah,
2: theoretically, yeah. Which, which you know, they play two NBA games a week if they're if it's the playoffs. Bullshit.
1: <laughs> oh man, NBA coming around. Did you guys? Speaking of NBA, definitely not see the fight between Chris Paul and of the Houston Rockets and Rajon Rondo of the Los Angeles Lakers. No. Oh, my God. You should Google that. It was hilarious. Was it
2: like a slap fight?
1: No, it was a real fight. The question that's up for debate is whether or not Rondo spit on Chris Paul before the fight started, and if that was the instigating... Action that started the fight.
3: I hundred percent believe he
2: did without (laughs) even seeing anything. Yeah, Yeah, that guy guy was like Kevin Garnett's protege.
1: Exactly, and now he's playing for the Lakers with LeBron. That was the other funny thing, is that LeBron jumped in to break up the fight, but he was holding back Chris Paul. Even though Rondo is his teammate, he's way better friends with Chris Paul.
2: Uh, so maybe there's a little divide, and well, Rajon Rondo's not going to win on that divide.
1: No, he's not going to win on that divide.
2: Also, Rajon Rondo hates LeBron James. I think that's like
1: yeah, and now they're pretty the same clear team. in
3: in okay. the NBA and through his career that he has very little to, that he
0: thinks about LeBron James. So now he's. Playing on the Lakers to try to have sex with LeBron
2: James' mom. (laughs) I'd say that every, there's that possibility with every single one of his teammates.
3: (laughs) Ever since it happened, he's probably like, you know, don't you look at my mama.
0: Yeah.
1: (laughs) 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 That was pretty exciting. I mean, the NBA is just getting started, it's a long season, also.
2: Right. It's so um, like as long as the baseball season.
1: Yeah, only half as many always, games. They only
2: play half the games.
1: Mm-hmm. Um, nothing really interesting. The Lakers have yet to win a game. They're 0-2. How's LeBron doing? Kind of sleepily, is how I would describe it. Taking it's
2: it like easy. 30 points and 10 boards and
1: 10 assists or no, something. No, he's definitely not doing that. Uh, twenty-five. Eh, Twenty. Yeah, never mind. He's averaging twenty-five <laughs> points, eight rebounds, and five assists. Okay, in
3: that's 30, pretty good.
1: Yeah, thirty-eight minutes.
3: The Celtics look pretty darn good. Yeah. So Are they? What's their deal? Are they winning? Yeah. Yeah. They're stacked, man. They got yeah.
0: too many good players to know what to do with it. Oh,
2: is that one guy who broke? his <laughs> like in the first game of last season is he back because yeah. they were like more excited about him than Kyrie probably because he's white
1: yeah that's exactly yeah. why and he's like well he Utah. came
2: first and so people were really
3: excited thinking that he was going to be the shining star of Boston and then Kyrie came and I would say that it, the excitement quickly shifted <laughs> <laughs> right because <clears throat> Kyrie is clearly better yeah. in all yeah. facets of the game and then he broke his leg, and they're like, "Okay, see you next year."
0: But yeah.
2: <laughs> What is he doing? Good.
0: I don't know. I was curious about that guy. If he was so he's he's on limited minutes right now. Because um, his, his knee is still broken or whatever. Yeah, and uh, I, I'm, I I talk with a lot of really crazy
3: Celtics fans a lot, <laughs> and uh, <clears throat> there's there's some process called like re what is it it's like re getting to know your natural habitat over again there's like a scientific word for easing someone back into after some long term injury so like it'll take months before he'll be playing totally back to normal
1: yeah they don't really need him either right they've got a lot of guys on that team
2: Who's the kid who everyone's super stoked about? Who dunked on LeBron and the. Terry Oh, T- Jason Tatum. Jason yeah. yeah. That guy's good, right?
3: Oh, yeah. He's incredible. He's like, I mean, I'm a homer,
0: 100%, sure. and we'll admit that. Um, but, there, you know, he's playing
2: competitively against LeBron James as, as, as a 20 year old. Can't even drink yet you know that's, uh, there's something to be said about that right but you know there's something to be said about if he can still do it once he can drink you know what I'm saying there you go. it's like you can play LeBron James sober but have this pint of whiskey and go out there
1: that would, yeah. be, that would be awesome I would watch that uh, speaking of which though Sam dude do you have anything to add to the Quidditch Corner? Oh,
2: I saw some people playing Quidditch. Yeah. God, it was the nerdiest shit I've ever seen in my life.
1: <laughs>
2: it was in P- Prospect Park. I was in there. I like went and just you know had a walk in the park, and there were these people playing Quidditch, and I got really excited. <laughs> and then it was like it was just really funny because like there were like one or two athletic people who oh. were playing. And everybody else was just really into Harry Potter. But, <laughs> <clears throat> I don't know. They, they weren't, like, actually playing. I think they were, like, practicing. But there were two teams, so maybe they hadn't started their match yet.
0: Uh-huh.
2: But it was just really awkward. It was, like, a real awkward <laughs> thing. Because you run with, like, you have to hold the stick between your legs. And then, so everybody kind of, like, was running like they had
1: to pee really bad. Right. You know? You're right. <laughs> um...
2: And then, but it was just, everyone was very, very unnatural to begin with, like, with a ball in their hands, you know? Yeah. not a lot. Of... awesome. It was really good. Not it sounded a lot. amazing. <laughs>
1: yeah. How long did you watch?
2: Oh, just like five, ten minutes, something oh, okay. like that.
1: It'd be funny. I didn't... To... I didn't go to work. It was like before work. And then there's this other group of people who has this really weird game that clearly they've invented that involves, like, <laughs>
2: there's like a big goal in the middle of the field and they like, I've seen them there before. They play every, they're like very serious about playing every week and they wear weird costumes. So like this week it was like one group of people dressed up entirely in like uh, Halloween outfits. Uh-huh. They, they were like, they had pumpkin outfits on. They all were wearing matching like uh, Walmart pumpkin costumes And then the other team were all dressed in suits. (laughs) But then there was like, there's like a big goal in the center with like a ring of cones around it. That I, I don't know what the rules are, but I think that you're not allowed to go into the ring of cones. And then you just start trying to like kick the giant ball through the goal in the middle of the field. But I was watching that for a while. And then I heard somebody like, oh, they're playing Quidditch over there. And I was like, oh, shit, they're playing Quidditch over there? So then I went and watched the
1: I'm, I'm fascinated by this beat-up game, though. That sounds awesome.
3: Yeah, Sam, I think you're going to have to do a little bit more reporting on this to figure <laughs> out what the hell is going on. Yeah, I'll go there again. I think they play every Saturday. Or maybe one of them is one of our, <laughs> our listeners and can call in and let us know. Uh, yeah, so... It's good. It was a good sports Saturday morning. You live live a blessed life, my friend.
1: (laughs) That is one of my favorite concepts. Watching what's clearly a game someone has made up. You get a lot of this being a middle school teacher. And trying to figure out the rules. Right. Yeah.
2: Yeah. I think it's like it has some Calvin Ball aspects.
1: Right.
3: Um, <laughs> you just described me watching cricket every single
2: sure. time. Yeah, trying <laughs> not to look like an asshole who doesn't know how to play cricket.
0: Yeah,
2: but it was funny because I was watching that game, and then I watched walked over to the Quidditch match, and in between was a group of people playing flag football. Oh, cool! And I was like, "What is this fucking boring ass shit?" Right yeah, yeah,
1: exactly. <laughs> you were just looking at the future of the NFL. Yeah. Uh, yeah. That's a really good point, though. Over here, we have people playing some kind of magic, creepy pumpkin game. And over there, there's Quidditch. Who the fuck is going to take their time playing flag football? Yeah. Um, that, though, I think I've talked about this before, is why soccer, even though I'm not a fan of it, is the universal game. Because you don't have to know anything about it. You can be an alien from Mars and you sit down and watch soccer, and after 30 seconds, you know what's happening. You get Baseball is a very
3: inclusive sport.
1: Yeah. Yeah. You don't have to speak any language to be able to grasp oh, I get it. We kick the ball into that thing, they're trying to stop us.
2: Right, well, I feel like, though, you can watch a like professional soccer match and have no idea what the goals are for. Because, like, so few shots. Yeah. You know? this is <laughs> yeah, so, just like, this look, is a soccer game. And you're like, what
0: the fuck are those guys doing over there? Yeah.
3: Just, just like one epic game of keep away. Yeah, yeah.
1: <laughs> exactly. exactly. All right, we have about five minutes left. Let's uh, wrap up back with baseball. So, unless mm, we will probably podcast again before the end of the World Series, but that's not guaranteed. So not if it's a sweep. Not yeah, if it's I a sweep. It. This could be the last podcast of the 2018 baseball season.
3: I'd say if it's 3-0, we should probably do an emergency podcast. We should
1: do an emergency podcast, so we should we should jump in again before the end of the to? world series. Okay, we'll try to do a uh, do one because
3: Sam Sam you can simultaneously work and try and skirt around not <laughs> Actually, losing Friday
1: your
3: job.
2: Late
1: I probably will be not working. Oh, cool. Friday okay. late? So I'm, like
2: I'm, I'm starting brunch this weekend. Nice. Yeah, but that game won't be over until like one
1: o'clock in the morning. So but I like,
2: oh, Saturday? Well, no, because it would be during game time, probably. We could
1: do a highly inebriated Friday one a.m. <laughs> podcast. Those <laughs> always go well.
2: If it's like looking like it's going to go to three and O, we could like do a podcast in the second half of the game.
1: Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Plan on and that. just
2: watch the game on mute.
1: Yeah. But that would be hilarious because there will be long silent pauses. Right. And then and someone screaming. Would, and scream and followed by screaming. Exactly. And you guys yep. will be like thirty seconds ahead of me. So you guys will start screaming.
2: No, I'll be watching it online, Okay. probably not
0: uh,
3: <laughs> What is uh what's the World Series
1: on? Fox, I
0: think.
3: Isn't it? Is it Fox? Probably.
0: I thought so. Excellent.
2: I get Fox.
0: That's uh,
2: great. You nice. uh, have huh? cable at your new place. Basic, yeah.
3: Base. Nice. Yeah. Okay. So, so basically, Fox.
1: So Fox, yeah. <laughs> Who will series MVP? Who and why? I
2: think that Mookie uh, Betts is due to break out. Yeah. I call him leading off the game tomorrow with a home run.
1: Oh, that would be cool. See, and that's my thing. I'm not trusting Kusha yet. Maybe I'm being stupid, but... Yeah, Fox.
3: Um, I got a bold prediction. I think it's going to be Xander Bogarts. And here's
0: why.
3: Hear me out. Hear me out. The Red Sox really have been this year a team of unexpected players. And, like, yes, we have Mookie Betts. And, yes, we have J.D. Martinez, who are consistent as hell and have put up incredible numbers, MVP numbers. But it's been pretty typical that besides them, there's usually one guy who plays out of their shoes. Yeah, And I feel like Xander Bogart's one of those guys who's like quietly contributing and has so far. But just like I'm, I'm calling it now, he's going to have a
2: breakout series with MVP. Yeah. I, uh, an MVP. uh interesting thing I read about Xander Bogart's this year is that he, for the first time in his career, knocked in 100 runs, uh, which was a really good thing for him. But the, re- the really kind of interesting thing is that he led the league in, ne- like, he like 20% of the people that were on base when he came up to bat, he drove in, which was the oh, highest yeah. rate of anybody in, in That's the
1: cool. league. That's cool I still want to know. Had at least
2: two Grand Slams, too, right? Two or three,
1: yeah. Um, my pick is David Price. I think really? uh, i wow,
3: wow, wow,
1: wow, wow! <laughs> I like it. Yeah, that means it can't be a sweep. That means he's got to get at least two starts, so that's six well, or the, seven games.
3: They announced that he's going to pitch game two. Okay, which would make him like bullpen eligible for game four. So you okay. could have an instance in which he. He wins game two and, and
1: saves game, game four. Two. Exactly. That would be fun. Here's my question. I I was thinking it was interesting because, I mean, JBJ definitely
2: deserves the ALCS MVP, but I thought that if Rick Porcillo had put in a good start yeah. in that game, whatever, because he had like two relief appearances or something, I just thought that maybe he would have gotten a MVP, because he's been such a boss out of the bullpen.
1: Yeah, And they've I'm, needed it.
2: I'm curious, do pitchers typically win
3: MVP in playoffs? Does that happen?
1: You've got to win two starts. If you win two starts, you often do win MVP.
3: Oh, you want to know another interesting factoid about Xander Bogarts that just flashed across my screen, speaking of the devil? Yeah. Oh, no, I just you. oh you saw that? what do you <laughs> do? Well, he, he was on that 2013 team, so this is his second
2: World Series, oh. possibly. Which, uh, he's one of the few holdovers from that time. Yeah. Right. Who else is on the team from that? Brandon Workman is the only really? person on the Red Sox pitching staff who was on the 2013 team. Is that right? Oh, yeah. Hell. He hasn't been pitching very well.
3: <laughs> no. He's like such a curveball pitcher, and if it, that doesn't work, it's like, well.
1: <laughs> um, Sweet. I had another thing I was going to ask, and then I totally forgot about it. Oh, okay, here's my question, and then we should sign off. You two, as Red Sox fans, you guys have won in 2004, 2007, and 2013. Have you ever celebrated on your home field? Yeah, which year? Thirteen, two
3: thousand thirteen, game six.
1: I okay. was there. Okay, against that was against the Cardinals. Because the other two, you swept the Cardinals in '04, and I think you swept the Rockies in '07 yeah, also.
2: Definitely swept the Rockies in '04. Okay. Yeah. Okay, and then we swept, and then we swept the Cardinals. Okay, because the AFCS was so intense.
1: So then you just swept. Yeah, I remember that. Yeah,
2: then they got to the World Series and crushed the anti-climatic
1: Card- They crushed attack. the Cardinals in 2004. They beat the Rockies in 2007. I remember really? that, yeah. Okay. And then
3: they beat the Cardinals
1: again. In and then they beat the Cardinals and that again. Was in, and that
3: was in six, I think.
1: Okay. So you and don't, I, I thought that you'd yet to celebrate at Fenway Park, but that's not true. You have celebrated at Fenway. Okay, so never mind. Yes. Sweep, so go for the sweep. Win in LA. Win every... That would be cool because then you would have won a, a playoff clinch, the division, the DS, the CS, and the World Series on the road.
3: Gone undefeated on the road. And gone That'd
1: undefeated on the road.
3: That'd be quite defeat. Yeah. Yeah.
1: That'd be cool. So let's call it... I don't think you're going to sweep. You're going to lose... Eh, yeah, no, maybe you're going to sweep. Because Kershaw's <laughs> trash. I'm going to say 4-1, but I don't know where the loss comes from.
2: Well, it depends on David Price, right?
3: Yeah, but
1: he's going to be awesome. Because cause it's all garbage he's, time anyway.
3: Because he's going to the MVP. <laughs> he's going to be the MVP. He's, he's got to win the MVP, so it's not going to be him.
1: <laughs> right, exactly. Kora's <laughs> got into his head, I'm telling you, man. Alex Core is in his head. And is like, dude, it doesn't matter. Nothing you do matters. Don't worry about right. it.
2: It's like he has a real nihilist rhetoric with David Price. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> nothing matters. Everything yeah. is
1: nothing. We're all going to yeah. die. We're all going to die.
2: Not, all time is garbage time. <laughs> You're not even going to get a ring if we win.
1: <laughs> uh, I'm trying to look up pictures. Here we go. The one... Uh, the World Series MVP.
2: <laughs> oh yeah. Uh, like Randy Johnson and Kurt Schilling won the dual MVP.
1: By far the most is pitchers. Twenty eight Pitchers have won World Series MVP.
2: Rouses. Uh
1: but not in a while.
3: There's also been like a hundred plus World Series games,
1: so Yeah, but the World Series MVP has only lasted since the fifties.
3: Oh, okay. So it's about
1: 20, 50%. Yeah, Bumgarner won in 2014. Pablo Sandoval. Oh, no. Yeah, Pablo Sandoval won 2012.
2: He's not a pitcher, though.
1: No, I know. I just got mad about it. He's just a fat third he's, baseman. He's Cole so Hamels. He's a fat bastard. Cole Hamels won in 2008. Oh, okay. You guys probably know the answer to this. Who are the three Boston Red Sox? World Series MVPs since 2004 in the last three World Series.
2: David Ortiz. Yes. Yeah, David Ortiz cool, definitely got the last one. Yeah. Um. O O H O H Ari. No. Uhari.
3: Uh I can't say his name. Shohei Ohtani.
1: Yes. What? He's
3: a setup name. Koji Uehara. Koji Uehara. No. Yeah. No. Uh was
1: it No Pigeons. Oh uh, same
2: so, so, big you know? No, that was the same year as Big Poppy. Um, Manny Ramirez?
1: Yes. Oh four Ramirez. And then 07 was no
3: thirteen a, was Big Poppy, right? Thirteen
1: was yeah. Big Poppy. Two the uh, Hollywood. It Mike Lowell. Yes. Yeah, 2007, Mike Lowell. Right. Mike Lowell. Two thousand seven. Remember yeah. that. Yeah. He
2: had quite the quite the postseason
1: oh yeah Randy Johnson and Coach Showing shared it that's bullshit yeah that's
2: straight bullshit yeah. that's like back, that was like around the same time when they're like we'll have a tie at the All-Star <laughs> yeah
1: <laughs> yeah they both won it for the Utah Jazz
2: yeah <laughs> <laughs> you mean El Sol
1: yeah <laughs> uh, alright we're over time Scott Brocious ugh, ugh. Yeah, Livi Hernandez. A lot of pitchers win it a lot. People like pitchers. Yeah. Uh, All right, ladies and gentlemen, thank you so much for listening. Uh, Check us out on all of your social media apps and websites. Check us out on SoundCloud dot com. Check us out on Apple iTunes. Give us a rating and then tell us why. I still am fascinated by that dude. who gave us a full star rating? Tell us we're mediocre. Right. Who are you? Who are you? <laughs> uh, tweet at us at Dump on the ump. Check us out on Facebook also. Uh, go red You're
2: Sox On Twitter. Twitter is our big thing. Yeah, Twitter is
1: our big thing. thing. Yeah. yeah, man. And we're
2: good. Joel recently got in a fight about the military.
1: Yeah, I did. Well our Twitter's blowing up because of that. I kinda regret yeah. that. Eh. It passes the time. Um, alright, but we're gonna go out, go Red Sox, but we're going out to Tupac. Live and die in LA because Tupac is cool, even though we're rooting for the Boston Red Sox. Have a good right. night, ladies and gentlemen, and a pleasant tomorrow.
2: Smoke live beef, to floss on the blind to a broken man's dream. Hard lesson, court cases keepin' guessin'. Deep walkin' in the option now, so I'm stressin'. Cost more to be free than a life in the pen. Making money off of cuss words like a king. Learn how to make it, so I fight with my pen. Late night, damn sunset, like in the scene. What's the